Welcome to the Jolf Man podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and engage. I'm Neil Plummer and I am the Jolf Man, a name I seem to have picked up from children and teachers in primary schools. It's stuck and seems to fit well. I'm the host of this podcast and will be regularly looking to share thoughts and ideas about golf and in particular children and families' first experiences. Jolf's purpose is to provide accessible opportunities for children and their families in schools, the local community and at golf clubs to play golf independently, enjoy playing together and learn as they play. I hope you enjoy the podcast and please get, get in touch with your comments, feedback, thoughts and ideas. Kat Haschowski, lovely to have you on my podcast. Well, thank you for inviting me. I was starting to think when I've been listening to your podcast, when's you going to get a female uh, person on there? Yes, no, very much at the front of my mind, that one, in, a, in, our, in the male-dominated sport that, we, uh, that we're involved in. So um, you, you are not a, um, what would the word be, the politically correct, you're not to tick a box, you are definitely a person that I want to hear from. Well, I appreciate that. I know you did message me quite early on when you started the podcast. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. This is my first podcast. and I think it feels quite apt that it's you that's interviewing me, actually. Well, I was just about to say, we go back a long way. And I think one of the reasons was that, you know, your story um, and route to becoming a PGA golf coach is not normal, necessarily. No, probably not the standard um, route in, if you like. Um, yeah, kind and of I a that, little bit. I of... thought that should be shared, um, and I think people would want to hear it. And, I, and you know, I, I, you know, we've already had a chat this morning, um, but I think there's so many good things that come out of it. So, for people that don't know you, who are you? Where are you at? What are you up to? What's your story? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I hope people have got a cup of tea or something, uh, maybe even stiffer. <laughs> to uh, to listen because it can be a, a while if I do ramble a bit do uh, cut me off um so yeah my name is Kat I'm a pro at Hurtmore Golf Club um I've been there about I think a year and a half now having been at Cranfield Academy in Rustington West Sussex for um pretty much 10 years it was and before that I was with you uh, which is where I started my journey so uh, yeah we met back in 2005 I kind of have this vivid memory of me having an interview with you over a sale rail I was suited and booted having come from my job as a recruitment consultant and I think you were manning the shop at the time so it was a bit you of an know, interesting you you came through the door and this is the I, I remember this as if it was yesterday you came through the door in your and it might not have been the first but certainly the first second time in your motorbike gear oh did I yeah with your helmet <laughs> under your arm and it was like right okay because we at that point we'd had quite a few people come through our door for jobs and as you know um, so it was like, right then, who's this we've got coming through the door? <laughs> um, oh, I've got this image of me uh, suited and booted. So uh... no, no, motorcycle, <laughs> motor, all your leathers, motorcycle, but leathers it was. I yeah. <laughs> well, I did. I did have a motorbike at that point. Unfortunately, it got stolen, so uh, that wasn't uh, with me for very long. But uh, yeah, uh, those were the days. Eh? Yeah, it was two thousand and five, I think it was. Um, and at that time, I was kind of considering my life options. Um, 
just sort of coming up to my mid thirties. In fact, I was mid thirties at that point thinking, what am I going to do with my life? This can't be all that there is to it. Um, kind of getting into my goal for that time. And I think when I came for the interview, I think I was playing off about um, 12 handicaps, something like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I kind of really enjoying my golf and my handicap was tumbling and thought mm, maybe maybe I could become a coach and uh, didn't really understand or know how to get into it but saw it was really weird actually I've been kind of looking at jobs as I was a recruitment consultant at that point so obviously had lots of options and opportunities to look for those kind of things and um, had various searches set up for um, golf and the industry and nothing um, seemed to come up where I was looking. Um, obviously, now I know that most jobs are sort of recruited for on the PGA website itself. Um, but basically, I saw this opportunity come up and I thought, oh, Brighton, that's not that far away. Why don't I get in contact? And I remember having a chat with you saying, look, I'm not there yet, but, you know, would be interested. And you seemed open to the idea. And that's kind of where it all started. Awesome. It was awesome. I mean, that, that time we had at Mid-Sussex was pretty special. I only remember it with special memories, really, that, you know, we had a good team, some good people, um, good membership, club was good, lots going on. Obviously, it went through some changes towards the sort of backer end of probably when you was there and when I was there, but there was there was some nice times there. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, as an intro to the golf industry, um, it was a, a nice place to start for sure. And uh, obviously, we're still in contact and still yeah. in contact with a number of other people from the club. So, yeah, it's um, obviously very fond for me because that's where my journey as a golf coach started. So, yeah. And, and I think what it highlights to me is actually that if, you know, whether, whether people are listening to this podcast for any reason whatsoever, but you know, the route through to become a coach or a golf professional, or probably whatever it is, you don't have to necessarily follow the well-trodden path. No, absolutely not. I think um, I'm quite stubborn and determined. So when I set my sights on something, I kind of um, do everything I can to exhaust all inquiries and see if I can achieve it, really. So, um, yeah, I, obviously I set about reducing my handicap, got down, failed um, at a playing test in the first year had to sort of go again and obviously we we kind of did a little bit of a um, I took on some of your responsibilities which helped me and helped you um, so my managing the shop etc so and then yeah I was able to start my coaching journey in 2008 when I turned pro so that was yeah quite a big moment in my life and I think I qualified when when I was turning 40 so yeah, it was interesting being at the training centre at Birmingham and a, being in a minority because my age and also being a woman there. So I think the first year there were four women. Second year there were, I think, three of us. And in the final year, it was just me. <laughs> so I was the only female on my training course when I went. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> with, 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 with young um, PJ profession, assistant professionals, which, again, they have a certain sort of age demographic about themselves and they often. Yeah, it was yeah, it was interesting when I went for the sort of the um the, the pre kind of ramble to this is what you can expect. Uh I went on I think it was like a two day introductory kind of uh this is what the PGA is about and this is what you can expect over your three years. And and I I do remember looking around the room going, Oh my goodness, what have I done? <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, no, it didn't stop me because I knew it was what I wanted to do. So uh, yeah, it was interesting, very interesting. So what what I was keen to explore, obviously, as I've said to a lot of the people on the, the, the when when doing this, is that you know we're about children, families, specifically first experiences, and I know we mentioned around that growing the game. Um, and I know we've already spoke, so it'd be great to sort of highlight some of those points. And you talked about, you know, where you're at now and probably your time at Rustington, what you've been doing. But interest, you know, that, that growing the game term is thrown around regularly. Um, but what's your thoughts on that? That sort of growing the game, first experiences for children, families, women, getting people into the game? Yeah, it's it's really important. Um I was at Cranfield at Rustington for 10 years and and sort of during that time, um, you know, really as I'm learning and growing as a coach, trying to understand where my passions as a coach are, what direction I want to take as a coach. And, you know, it soon became evident that actually for me, um, whilst I felt in a way like I didn't want to be pigeonholed and stereotyped into, oh, you coach women and children, um, actually, I really enjoyed certainly coaching the women. Um, and that's definitely becomes an area that I specialised in. Um, and for me, that, you know, that, that first experience, I think, is so important to create an environment where they feel welcome, um, that they know what to expect in terms of, you know, even where to meet you. Um, you know, those simple little instructions. I think as people in the industry, it's difficult sometimes to try and kind of in, put yourself in their position. And as someone, you know, if you're trying to attract people outside of the game, you know, do they even know where to park? Do they know where to come? Do they know what you look like? Have they got directions? You know, making it as simple and as easy for them as possible um, just to get there first and foremost. I know I've heard stories of people, you know, they've turned up but sat in the car park petrified and actually ended up driving back out again because they didn't really know what to expect. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a really big responsibility for the coach to make sure that people coming for their first session um, have those expectations kind of just laid out you know this is what we're going to do this is where we're going to meet this is what you can expect from your first session um, you know so that they are put at ease really and then once they're there um, you know I predominantly have done group sessions and I think they've worked really well just spending a few minutes just kind of trying to engage with each other introducing yourself introducing the facility showing them around um, showing them where the toilets are where where they can get range balls from if they've never been there before um, where they who they would need to go and speak to just giving them that familiarity and, and sort of feeling like yeah actually if I came back again I'd know what to do where to go who to speak to um, I think that's really really important I think it's I think it's interesting you know and that that from a coach's perspective is really really vital um, and I think if there's any coaches listening whether it be of golf or any sort of activity or sports, something to consider. But maybe also for the parents or the, the other adults that are listening, you know, maybe asking those questions before you go so that you can understand what it's going to look like when you get there. Now, whether it's your responsibility to do that or not, let's just push that to one side for one second. But if we're on both sides of the fence of having this welcoming experience, Maybe everybody could take the responsibility of finding out what's going to be expected of them, as you say. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And I think you know th- this that process for me has evolved over time, born out of questions. You know, people going, "What do I wear? Where do I meet yeah. you? You know, um, do I need any equipment?" So you know, over time, what I did was I developed a sort of a, a, a bit of information which I then sent out to them, which hopefully answered all those questions before they got there so you know I, I didn't start out in that way but it's definitely a process that's developed over time with experience as as I've got you know done more and more of the sessions and had those questions you know emailed across from those brave enough to ask them yeah answering questions before get, so, but, but again you know maybe if you are a, if people are parents or adults out there you know be brave to ask those questions because I think as as whether you're a uh coach you don't know what you don't know and as a parent you don't know what you don't know or if you're a new player you don't know what you don't know and it it creates that connection between everybody then by opening up and not being scared to open up yeah absolutely and it benefits other people so you you putting yourself out there and sort of saying actually I don't know what I'm gonna get you know when I get there or what to expect or what we're gonna do you know I, I need to ask that question whether it's for myself my friend or my children um and, and yeah, actually, then the, hopefully the coach, if they're sort of a reflective coach, will start to think, actually, hang on a minute, this isn't the first time I've been asked this. Maybe actually I need to provide that information to make that journey for that person as easy as possible. And what happens to the people who maybe are asking that question but haven't asked it? You know, have, have you informed them? So, yeah, it's definitely a process that takes time. Um, but, you know, if you can start to maybe think of it from – Somebody who's never been to the facility, is it well signed? You know, is it off a beaten track? So I know where I am at the moment, um, Hurtmore, it's right off the A3. It's a really busy junction. It's brilliant because it's it's so easy to get to, but you can easily miss it as well and end up back on the A3. Yeah. So, you know, making sure people know, right, we're right next door to this pub. This is how you get Here's a link to the, to the map. Follow this route if the, you know, if the sat-nav takes them. Have you put the sat-nav into your car and tried it where does it take you you know I've been to many golf clubs in my time and ended up on a back gate somewhere going oh grief where am I going and not seeing any signs anywhere so you know you have to kind of put yourself in there from their perspective and go well what's the experience going to be like for them because if if it feels hard in that first even getting there then by the time they're there they're going to be frustrated exhausted anxious stressed (laughs) you don't want them in that state to have hopefully what you're going to provide is a good experience (laughs) And I, and I think what you highlight, actually, and I think what we discussed earlier around, whereas maybe in golf we focus so much on, on the environment um, of the golf course and the golf club, whereas actually it's the experience that needs to be considered first, even, like you say, prior to people even getting to the facility or the environment. And that's the thing that's come out of our conversation today and even what you've just said there, which I think is it's really, really important um, to consider. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and also from a parent, you know, parent, adult, go into a club, you know, look at that experience. And if it isn't the experience that you sort of want or felt you wanted, then, you know, try lots of different experiences and, and environments. Don't think that just because you walk through one club door that they're all going to be like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had many good and poor experiences myself going into golf clubs and other environments as well but um yeah they're not all the same for sure and um yeah I think I think um uh, on the experience side of things um you know more and more people are seeing value actually in experiences rather than um 
things, if you like. So uh, they're obviously intangible, um, but they're very important. And I think certainly for people when they're spending their money, they want to have a good, you know, good experience for for that money, and they want to feel like they're getting good value. And and if they have that good experience, then you know, there's it's more than likely they're going to come back. And and if they have a poor experience, you know, not only are they probably not going to come back, but they'll probably tell their friends actually it wasn't very good. Didn't really enjoy it. It was difficult to find. They weren't very friendly. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. Didn't know what I was going to get. So it, it's really important. I think it's probably the most important aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fast, really, really interesting that. Um, and and I suppose I then wanted to just go on to something else that we were talking about earlier on. Is that being a being a friendship facilitator? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, in my experience, certainly um, coaching women, not so much from the guy side, but I do see it as important for men as well, um, is creating those friendships. Um, I think we talked a little bit earlier about role models and, you know, having people that kind of look like you. Um, and, and generally, those are the people that we tend to be attracted to, you know, and we tend to form good bonds with. So, we need to ha- obviously have um, a variety of different people who form up our club and who we can point people to. So go, actually, do you know what? I think you're going to get on really well with that person. I know that they're looking for someone to play golf with. Why don't I introduce you? And I think the coach obviously has lots and lots of different hats um, that they play on and depending on the facility and environment that they work on, uh, work in. Um, I think that, that facilitator element is so important and again, from the experience point of view, you know, they're going to feel like actually this person cares about me. And I know you talked about caring in one of your previous podcasts. Um, you know, they feel cared for. They feel listened to. That You're taking that time out, you know, and it's not necessarily going to get you any immediate value in, in terms of compensation for that effort, and that energy. But I think in the long term, you you know, you're going to be seen as the person to go to. And if they want something, they're going to entrust, you know, you with their money, with their time, if they do want lessons and help to progress and improve. And certainly, you know, the group stuff that I do with the women um, coaching, as I look back, that's been a really important aspect of keeping those people in the game. Um, you know, and I still see those friendships growing and developing, people going away on ho- on their own holidays. I do golf holidays, golf trips, and I've certainly seen that's been something that helps um, forge those relationships and, and deepen those bonds. Um, and, and I see people talking about going away on their own trips. You know, maybe I see them on Facebook or, you know, I, I hear that they've done something together. And I think, wow, that's brilliant. How amazing is that, that I've created the opportunity for those two people to meet and now they're friends and they're playing golf on a regular basis. I, I, I get a great sense of satisfaction from that. That's something that really motivates me as a coach. Yeah. And I think just, just as you were talking there and just speaking about something that popped up in our chat beforehand, there's also maybe as coaches facilitating the friendships within families as well. You know, you know, our focus at the minute is first experience with children and families. Um, And sometimes, you know, as a coach or we've got to facilitate the friendships within a family as well, because they can be, you know, the, the dynamic, the family dynamic can be quite interesting. Or just going back to something you said around the family stuff as well. Um, I was just thinking aloud there, but you you uh, got me thinking, which I'll ponder on a bit more of that actually. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't tend to deal with the family um, scenario as no. much, but I can imagine because obviously I hear it from the other side or, you know, he's driving me up the wall. Yeah. And <laughs> so, yeah, people sometimes, you know, women can use that time to actually get away from family, <laughs> have a bit of uh, me time and, and sort of, uh, yeah, not have to deal with those things that are going on at home. So, uh, yeah, I can imagine that actually on the opposite end of that, as coaches, you know, if you're working with families, then yeah, that would be <laughs> quite an important element. You know, yeah, yeah especially yeah. it's funny, isn't it? I mean, I, when I worked at Rustington, it's a massive range. You know, it's like 36 bays, and you walk along. You know, you, you you're going to a lesson or whatever, and um, you see, you know, sometimes you see couples um, or, or a grandparent or parent and child, and and you're kind of looking at the the words that are being exchanged, and you're like. Oh, that's not you know and then you think back to the experience that they're having and even you know at the our, our desk was opposite where they got range balls from and they're like telling telling the yeah. child off like they just want to get the balls out and they were having fun and this is supposed Everyone's to be favorite thing isn't yeah. the balls <laughs> and you think gosh you know they're not going to really stay in the game if literally you haven't even hit any balls and already they're being told off you're like oh dear so yeah it, yeah. it is an important aspect to uh kind of uh, I guess um, uh, educate if you like parents and the words they use and uh, you know how they treat the kids in those environments to 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 towards that experience for sure and I think and I think what's coming out for me in a lot of these conversations is as, as adults us all developing that self-awareness say so is is my behavior is the things that I'm going to say is the way I'm going to act is it going to facilitate that best positive experience that we can and if it doesn't it's probably harder to stand back and either say nothing and just observe than it is just to do the natural get involved and tell people oh definitely even as a coach I find sometimes find that hard you know just letting them get on with it and I know you know I'm part of love.golf I'm a love.golf coach um, which for those of you that haven't heard of love.golf if you go to the website and have a look at it it's, um, it's basically uh, we're, we're trying as coaches to try and break down stereotypes and our main focus is getting more women into the game but we're, tra- we're trying to work towards attracting a different demographic to the ones that you might normally see on the golf course so we're looking at younger um, women basically um, and you know it's if we can um uh, part of the philosophy with that is is almost not over coaching stepping back letting them play and you talked about this in another of your podcasts actually sort of um uh, learning to play playing to learn um that sort of michael hebron take on development and skill acquisition and it is it's really hard because you're kind of thinking you're battling with you know well they've paid for this there's an expectation for their from them like that you're going to coach me you're going to teach me um so I, i'm really clear at the beginning in the taster session that actually you know most of the learning is going to come from you, from your experiences on the golf course. I get out on the golf course with them in their very first session. So they're playing golf in their first lesson. Um, and I have to say that I probably had these preconceived ideas of, well, hang on a minute. I haven't taught them how to hold it. I haven't taught them how to stand. You know, these these things that we kind of feel like they should know. But those things come over time. Um, and I've certainly, when I did my junior coaching at Rustington, I got out and played with them as much as possible. Uh, and sometimes I kind of thought, well, you know, do, do they feel or do the parents feel like they're getting best value? But actually the kids loved it. 
and you just think well kids love to play yeah. so and and adults I think you know actually it's much more fun it's more engaging when you're out there playing you're in the environment you're having a go um yeah I, at the moment I, you know I almost couldn't think of anything worse than learning on the driving range actually <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm I'm with you on that. There's definitely that sort of the balance between on course play and off course play, and I think as coaches and as an industry, sometimes I think we've got it a bit skewed in in a, in the wrong direction. That again, I think just needs self awareness from coaches, uh, parents, adults to think. Well, you know, what why why are we getting involved in golf? Um, that needs constant reflection. I think it's fantastic. There's so much stuff we've covered there. So um, if People want to find out where you are and search out and talk to you a little bit further. How do they do that? Where can they um, probably the easiest place is uh, via the Hurtmore website. Um, so Hurtmore Golf Club uh, is in Surrey near Guildford. Um, I've got a page on there. So, uh, so all my contact details are there. You'll be able to get hold of me from there. I think my phone number's on there as well. So, yeah, um, if anyone wants to chat further or wants to find out a little bit more about what I offer at Hurtmore, then, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Um, and I'm sure we will definitely do this again. Yeah, it's been time. awesome. It's been really nice catching up with you, Neil. So thanks for inviting me. And um, yeah, I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Thanks,